We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Have you considered having a tummy tuck? Have you wondered what that exactly looks like? On this week's episode of A3 Life, find out all the ins, outs, and some tips from Allie on her personal experience of having a tummy tuck. All right, so Allie, how are you feeling? I think we have some, you know, for those of you who've kind of been following this or following Allie on her personal page, you know that she had a tummy tuck not too long ago. So I think this is something really interesting. I know Alicia's interested. So we're going to dive into a little bit of tummy tuck talk. Um, And, you know, I'm going to ask some questions because I probably know the least about it and uh, just kind of see where this goes. So Allie, just update us, fill us in, give us a little bit of background. So my surgery was August 14th, uh, which is actually my wedding anniversary. So we celebrated uh, our wedding in a surgery, or yeah, our anniversary in a surgery center. So he was super excited about that. Uh, A little bit longer of a recovery than I anticipated. And it's weird to say that it's been four weeks because it feels like it's been so much longer because I felt like I was in this fog for so long. But I'll give you guys a little bit of background, I guess, on how I got here. I mean, you guys know this, but uh, not everybody does. So I'm 27 and I have four babies that um, my oldest just turned seven and then my five-year-old just turned five and then I have an almost three-year-old and then a 10-month-old. So my kids are about two years apart. And so every one of them for the last, you know, seven years, I've either been pregnant or breastfeeding a baby. So with my oldest, I gained a ton of weight, like 88 pounds, and it just changed my body significantly. And then when I ended up having to have emergency C-sections with that, with my first one, then that changed my body even more. Uh, it was an emergency. So I see all these posts on Instagram sometimes that literally make me just kind of crack up or roll my eyes because there'll be those moms on there that are like, love your C-section scar. got your baby here. And it's like this little bitty, like tiny thing that they've got that's in like the most perfect position that doesn't cause the like flap of skin to lay over. Well, mine didn't look like that. It was uh, nearly hip to hip, a let's get this baby out of her type of c-section scar it wasn't pretty and so it literally changed the whole the way everything the way my body looked the way my clothes fit that everything even once I lost the weight there most any mom that's listening that has had a c-section that knows what I'm talking about that doesn't have one of the cute pretty little scars that I'm talking about uh will be like oh yeah the apron we know the apron so as I, after that, as I had kids, obviously every two years you gain weight and then you lose weight. And then so you like, you balloon up and then you lose it again. And you balloon, and it, so it just got worse and worse to the point where I had the, the diastasis recti, which is the separation of your abdominal muscles that gives you the illusion of like being like five months pregnant 
and I had hernias, which we knew we had, but they didn't know that I had as many as I had and how that if they were as big as they were. And so that's how I landed on the tummy tuck surgery to begin with. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a lot. And then like you said, multiply that you did it four times. You had four C-sections. And so, I mean, so, so, because I've never had a C-section, I had six babies all um, just vaginally. So when you, so normally a C-section scar would just be like a smaller scar down low and you just, you like just a planned the- one. I think generally speaking, right. you have like yeah. a planned, um, you know, and I feel like in the day and age that we're at, it's probably really like based on your geography and your, uh, your doctor as well. I, part of what worked against me is that we are in such a rural area that my doctor is literally like this big old farm guy that just, the appearance of it wasn't important. And I would say that probably about anybody that goes to him has a similar problem, but most doctors these days and age just are more conscious of making things look a little bit better and making people, making the the recovery process easier, you know, because the smaller hole essentially that you can get that kid out of the less stitches staples glue however they're doing it you have to have which is going to make your recovery easier so um yeah so mine was about a eight and a half inch incision across my um from hip to hip and they're typically more like four to five inches gee so it was like double double the scar almost huh Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of just like went up in like a, like a smiley face (laughs) type Uh that caused the, the apron type reaction with my extra skin. So do you feel like, um, like you were almost kind of a little bit more mentally prepared for a tummy tuck because you had already been like cut up with a C-section? Do you think that, and was it like a similar recovery feeling wise? I will, I will say that I thought that I was prepared and in some ways now that I'm further out, I, I am, I was more prepared because I think I, I bounced back pretty, just comparing it to like what I see on other people from Facebook and Instagram and stuff, you know, there's some people that are four weeks out that are still sleeping in a recliner and I've slept in my own bed every night since I came home. And so in some ways I can say I feel like it helped prepare me a little bit better because I at least have the sensation like know what the sensation of that is but it was it is way more painful than a c-section by far because uh while you while I would get sore for my c-section because um you know Darren got to watch my last c-section with Jojo and he thought sort of what I thought they just kind of like cut it open and they reach in there and they pull the kid out well no the kid is full term, so it's head down, engaged, ready to come out. And so there's lots of pushing and pulling and uh, taking stretching. it, stretching it back and, and forth. And so there was a lot of soreness. And so that was similar. But uh, with my with my tummy tuck, they took my abdominal muscles and sewed those back together. So they moved the muscles. They uh, corset them. Is the best way to describe how they get those back where they're supposed to be. And so there's just a lot of unnatural moving, stitching, 
uh, pushing, pulling type motion. And then they take your skin and they cut off about from your belly button down completely off of your body when you have um, an extended tummy tuck. Yeah. Elisa's face. She's like, oh my. Yes. So it's a lot of skin. And so then I think people here don't realize, but like if you've listened to our prior episode, this is what I'm talking about. I have literally, my youngest is seven. My oldest is 27. There's like 20 years. I have contemplated a tummy tuck for so long, but I am terrified, terrified. And literally you're one day we're like, I'm going to go get a tummy tuck. Then I swear, like the next week I have a consult. The next week I'm going next month. I'm like, what the hell? And but like, she had been watching and following for a long time. She was like in those groups and like reading the comments. So she was like educating herself. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. But that's naturally her. She's just on top of it all the time. Like taking notes, please. When So I just went for a consultation and like, I mean, I had to like basically say, Allie, can you help me? What do I ask? What do I say? If I need to put you on speakerphone, can you be like my significant other? <laughs> and like, like, can I bring you like on live to talk to my doctor? <laughs> because right. she's so thorough. <laughs> but it's back to her like detail. Like I said, she watched and like did her research and went to different consults. And like, she knew what she wanted because she had like done the research. So again, kind of like back to Allie's like, mentality like you said Alicia like of just really all right and then I'm gonna go do it so uh-huh. I think that's that's awesome what would you say what are some tips that you would give someone that is considering let's just say first and foremost we are all about whatever makes you feel better and you know I can just say I I even recognize and see and I haven't seen Allie in person just pictures and talk to her and stuff like her confidence level is, you know, it made her feel better. And if, if something makes you feel better, Tommy Tuck, fake hair, fake boobs, fake eyelashes, a fake Louis Vuitton girl, you carry that, you know? So like, why not, you know, people that are just so like anti, like, oh, I've never do that. Okay. I respect that. That's cool. You don't ever have to do that. But if it makes someone feel better then damn, do it. Like I always want to feel better. And, you know, then confidence radiates throughout your whole life, in my opinion. So, you know, for someone that is considering it, what are like three, three questions, you know, and you and Alicia kind of already went over this, but what are three questions you would say, like, you know, make a consultation and ask about this. Some of the things that I would want to know that they'll probably cover with you, but you need to know price wise, first and foremost, what is included in that, uh, for me, the, the price I paid included everything um, from my extended tummy tuck, muscle repair, hernia removal. Obviously, that was for me personally. Not everybody's going to have that. Um, but the hernia repair, then I uh, opted to do lipo to my back and from about here down to my flanks, aka your love handles. And then, I don't know if I said muscle repair or not, but... It included all of that, as well as, um, you know, my surgery center fee included my anesthesiologist and everything that I needed at the surgery center, my garment that I went home in. And uh, so it's just really important. My pre-op appointments were all included in that price, as well as my post-op appointments were included in that price. And so that's super important as well to ask, what is the cost that you're quoting me? going to cover 
because there are a lot of doctors out there that it only covers the surgery portion of it, period. So you, you would then have to pay out of pocket for any pre-op, post-op, et cetera. Some doctors also on the flip side, I had to pay for the prescriptions they wrote for me. Some doctors will include that in the cost of the procedure. So just know, it's very important to know what it is that you're paying for so that there's no uh, unexpected thing that pops up or uncertainty. Because I, I don't want to forget to ask. And I mean, especially because like, to me, this is like the perfect timing just to like ha hash this all out. So, so I know, um, you know, they send you home with like an undergarment. Is that the only one you've used or did you also buy different ones for different like times of it, like, you know, through healing or whatever? Yeah. So that's a really good question. So they sent me home in a garment, uh, that they measured me while I was asleep for, they kept them on site, which I'm sure is probably pretty typical. They can't measure you for a garment before you go in, you know, they need to know what fits you right that second while you're laying in the bed. And I woke up in it. So they put you in it and fit you for what you need for that time. And that includes any, you know, cause after surgery, you're going to have swelling and fluid and, and it's a trauma. So you're going to be swollen and, and, and it's not going to be perfect. So for me, they sent me home in a specific size and within a week I needed to go down a size. And so, and again, and now again, I'm needing to go down even as swelling goes down, I need to go down another size. And so I have my original one just because it's, really comfy, but it's probably not the most effective anymore in why we have to wear them, which is compression and holding everything in and, and keeping your fluid, uh, your swelling down is, is what. So how long do you have to wear those? Like, what is the like exact purpose? So just like you said, just to keep swelling down or like. Yeah. So to keep swelling down, to help your body heal better, you're not supposed to wear actual, this is, uh, there's a difference in compression garments and shapewear. So shapewear would be more along the lines of like waist training. And you're actually supposed to avoid that entirely uh, for I believe like the first year, your body's still healing through that whole process. And especially if you have like a muscle repair or something like that done, if you're wearing a like a corset or something that's too tight, it's going to mess the way that your body heals up. So, um, so it's, it's to exactly what it sounds like, to compress everything, hold everything together where they put it and keep your swelling down so you can heal and, and you don't wanna swell so much that you stretch that skin back out because you'll run into the same kind of problem. Uh, so back to like garments, I have currently have four garments that I wear because um, I like to have, I have one that I sleep in, which is the, it's the garment I went home in, but the next size down. So I just went and found the garment that was comfy, the comfiest one to sleep in. Uh, Cause like the ones I have right now are itchy and you would not want to sleep in them. <laughs> just, they're just not. Um, and so during the day I wear like a tight, what is a little bit tighter of one. And then at night I'm wearing one that's still doing its job, but is like a little bit easier to get comfortable in. I mean, and how long do they say you have to wear those? Like the first year, six months, three months? They definitely recommend the first six weeks for sure. Uh, but I will see women in the group saying that a, a six months, a year out, they're still swelling and feel better when they wear their garments. And so I, you know, this is a big investment. And this, like Elisa was saying, it, I feel better already. And so I don't want to do anything that's going to, 
screw it up. And so I foresee myself being a person that wears the like these garments for a while because I <laughs> but like there will be a portion of time where you're like you know when you go to put your bikini on you're not going to have the garment so if you're going to go right. swimming or something like eventually you would just wear it and then when you take your bathing suit off you would just put it on and yeah like that. so that that so I'm actually going to Florida here in about four weeks and so at that point you know I'll be you know let's see eight weeks out from surgery and I fully intend to wear a bathing suit, wear things that I can't wear my garment in uh, because the ones that I have go down almost to my knee, you know, they strap up here and they go all the way down to my knee. Uh, it's like a chastity belt or something when I wear it all the time. We know that's not working. That's <laughs> they come crotchless. We know. They they come they crotchless. Do, they do come crotchless. So then maybe that should be one of my tips is to find yeah. the crotch. Yeah, don't leave that part out, Allie. <laughs> um, wait, wait, hold on. I missed that part. They what? come crotchless. You can so get so they're all crotchless. No, not all. It's an option. And guess what option Allie has? She has crotchless, doesn't she? <laughs> but Listen. wait a minute, because you're not going to wear like panties or whatever over it. So, like, do sometimes you have ones with the crotch? So, like, if you're wearing a dress and it's like blowing up and like your crotch is out, your garments out, you like, I mean, underwear on top if you wanted. Yeah, you oh, could wear. You could wear underwear on top of them, and and I did do that, uh, like with my crotchless ones when I got out of surgery because like in you know TMI here but Allie. that time of the month like I had to wear yeah. underwear. Right. So um, do you have sex with your garment on the crotchless ones? I um I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Like are you like hey hey Darren and you have like you your like garment with like the crotch? I it does there isn't like much, a mountain or something. <laughs> there isn't much that stops us, but mm -hmm. I will say this last week, now that I'm like further out, the last week I've been like, can we take this thing off like first? But yes, I, <laughs> I did. I, I have had sex with the crotch. Was there off. like a time frame they told you, you, you know, like after you, you have kids, I mean, it's like, you can't have sex for this amount of time. Like did they, yeah, but they broke that rule. Yeah, I have a feeling they broke that rule, but I mean, but, I'm just saying. I believe it was four weeks. Did you? How long weeks? did you make it? Four days, five days. <laughs> what the heck? So they told you wait four weeks to have sex, and you <laughs> waited four, four days. <laughs> we were yeah, very careful. Right. Listen, <laughs> very careful. Do what I say, not what I do. So can we go Where back to my tips? Says, yeah, back to <laughs> tips. On that note, tits. I'm like, that, how did that come into play? I'm like, what? That's another uh, episode. <laughs> on that note, back to my tips. My next tip would be to do what your doctor tells you to do. <laughs> like, truly, it is a big investment. This is not cheap. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of recovery. It's a lot of downtime. I'm not able to go to the gym. I can't lift more than 15 pounds for another two weeks. So it is a big commitment. So do do what your doctor says, especially when it comes to compression, because that's the number one thing that I am seeing out there. Um, when I'm talking with other women or I see them in this group is that they don't want, you know, it's a new body. You want to show it off and you want to like show your new tummy and how flat and cute it is or your new belly button and whatever. But 
then the, the very next thing I see from them is that I'm so swollen, I can't even get my jeans on. And, you know, it's because they're not following those specific orders. So uh, respect your investment and do what the doctor says. I did it in regards to the sexual aspect, but I couldn't help it. Like, and you had a cut out crotchless hole, so I'm not really sure what they expected. You know what I, I mean? It's kind of their fault. I don't know. I Probably so you could go to the bathroom or like when you are on your period. I do believe it is for the bathroom portion of it. But you did not use it for that. It's a double. Yeah. It's double use. Okay, so then that would be my tip too is wear your garment. Find a garment that is comfortable. The Marina Recovery Garments uh, in particular, it's M-A-R-E-N-A. This is not sponsored. I'm just mentioning those are my absolute favorite. They're super comfortable. They have the crotchless ones. Uh, <laughs> they have the ones like I have on today that um, strap up like a, a bra, but they fall underneath your boobs so you can put your regular bra on and they have everything so um, marina recovery not their shapewear the recovery ones and the liposuction ones are the ones that you want because they don't have a tummy tech specific tab but uh those are the ones i i wear to sleep in because they are so comfortable i would wear them all the time but they're just not like tight enough during the daytime but they're super comfortable at night so those would be my one and two tips and my number three tip is exactly what i told I believe Alicia, consult as much as you want. Ask as many questions as you want. You don't have to go with the first surgeon you ever meet with. You don't have to go with the first price you're ever quoted. You don't have to, uh, you know, if you go in and you, I had an extended tummy tuck, which means that, you know, for anybody like watching on IGTV, like my scar goes like all the way back here. Um, so it goes all the way around to basically my butt for those of you that don't, can't see where I was pointing to. Uh, so it's an extended tummy tuck. If you go in and you feel like that's what you need based on what you saw online or the research you've done or any of that stuff, and your doctor says you need a mini tummy tuck, that's a big difference. With a mini tummy tuck, there's no muscle repair. There's, you know, it, it's basically like a small C-section scar. So do multiple consults. You don't have to go with the first one, even if the first one is a good one and you end up going back to her. Um, that's kind of how I ended up. Uh, my doctor was one of my very first consults. I went and saw another doctor a week later and then ended up going back to my first doctor for my actual surgery. So well, I also want to point out, and this is, I'm obviously I'm not in any of these group pages, but I know just through other things of my interest, like I learned so much from group pages, like get involved in some sort of group page or whatever you want to have done, you know, and Allie, you can probably drop some actual names because again, I'm not in there, but I feel like I learned so much from real people that have done what you are doing. You know what I mean? They know the right questions to ask and they, they're so supportive. I mean, in most group pages that I've been involved in. So that's something I would just point out from the outside looking in, like get involved in these groups if this is something you're considering. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, a couple that I, I follow is the no BS tummy tuck advice and it is like literally b.s like it's not the word um is a big one it's a that's a huge group there's thousands and thousands is that of one you're into alicia yeah there's a lot of really good advice and like pictures and just people talking all the time like i love it yeah and then the other one i like to go to that's kind of a fun one is go tuck yourself uh, <laughs> i like the name. 
super and, creative. And then um, for afterwards, the one I just joined that I'm actually getting really involved in is Fit After Tummy Tuck or something like that. And it's for like fitness for people that want to get back into that once they've had their, their tummy tuck. But I will say too, on that topic, there you'll see some stuff that scares you. There's bad, just as much good information is out there. There's bad information out there too. So, I, you know, obviously take everything with a grain of salt. If you do see something that concerns you, make sure that's not a question on your um, list. When you go see a doctor, if you see somebody that has an infection or they had a botched job or, you know, ask your doctor, what are the chances of that happening to me? What are the chances of something more serious happening? What are the chances I have to have a revision done? Uh, if you see something, don't let it totally scare you away forever. Take it with a grain of salt and make sure that's a question that you ask. Yeah, definitely educate yourself. Like you're your own best advocate. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, a doctor's advice is great. Your best friend's advice is great, but doing your own research and asking questions that are specific to you, I just think is, you know, you you have to be your own advocate at the end of the day because no one's going to look out for you or care as much as you do, quite frankly. And it's your health and it's also your money. Like that's a big thing when you get into stuff like this is you're spending a lot of money, you know, to, to make these things happen. So make sure, you know, you kind of look into all that too. So, so is that something, I mean, Allie, would you do this again and again? Would you, I mean, are you happy that you did it? And is this something you would definitely do if you had to do it all over again? Yeah, I mean, I think this goes along the lines of my tip about about doing multiple consults. I really researched the doctors that I was going to meet with before I met with them. I wanted to see the way they did things. I wanted to see their before and after photos. You know, I, you go into a lot of those websites online or their Facebook pages, and a lot of those people are wearing uh, those little like paper underwear. You know what I'm talking about um, online that are cut way up and you look at those and you're like, now come on, you don't actually wear your underwear like that. Pull those down to where you would, where people actually wear their underwear. And when I would see stuff like that, it would sort of set off a, an alarm. A red flag. Yeah, a red flag that they're hiding something underneath that. And so everybody, person that I met with is somebody that when I looked at their before and after photos, when I looked at their, for example, their belly buttons, I have a new belly button. Um, if they had some janky looking belly buttons on their page, I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want my belly button up underneath my boobs. I want it where my belly button's supposed to be. So mm -hmm. I would absolutely do this all over again and do all of that same stuff. The, the research that I put into it, the looking, the shopping around online before I made any appointments, the trying to decide and determine what I wanted and what was important to me. And I think that's a big part of why I am as happy as I am with my results. I think, you know, like not in a conceited way, but I think it looks really good because I got what I was searching for out of it. I wanted, right. you know, I wanted my incision super low and I wanted my belly button to look a super, a certain way. And I, you know, I wanted my drain tubes in a certain area. And so, uh, and I got all those things. And so I think that that makes a big difference. That's awesome. I mean, you just jumped right on in there and went for it and you look absolutely amazing. You look awesome. Yeah, and you definitely can tell that your confidence is through the roof. You know, so. Don't say that. Well, don't say what? Roof. <laughs> How are you supposed to say it? God. Not <laughs> what? Well, how do you Ruth. say it? 
Ruff is like R U F F. double O is through the roof. Is that better? Yes. Your confidence is through the roof. Raise the roof. Yeah. I feel like I'm like barking like a dog. Yeah. Every time you go to say rough, I want you to think of that. Is this like one of those tomato, tomato type things? Yeah. No, actually, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, no, because nobody actually says tomato. Exactly. Don't. Why do people even say that? I've never heard one person ever say tomato. I was on the phone. Oh, I think the Australians do. They do. It's it's an Australian thing. Ask Natasha to say tomato, and she says tomato. I bet you. But another word, this is funny. Allie calls a vacuum a sweeper. I was on the phone with Allie one time, and she, I was like, she's like, yeah, the sweeper's going. I'm like, excuse me? Your broom is sweeping itself? I mean, what? <laughs> like, How is that happening? That? Yeah, a sweeper. She calls a vacuum a sweeper. It is a sweeper. I didn't even know that. It's a sweep too, though. Like, don't you sweep with a broom? Yeah. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim chimney. The room? I'm confused. Wait, what? That's different. Okay. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's running the sweeper. I'm like, excuse me? She's riding (laughs) on the broom? I'm not sure what that means. She's riding on the broom? What's happening? I don't know what that means. That that's a little flair from where we live. There you go. That kind of gives yeah. away our um, what do you call that? Geographical, geographical language. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, I thought that. Yeah, was- because one thing that's kind of rubbed off, and I never said it because to me it seemed kind of little hickety hick hick, is um that y'all. I'm like now I find myself saying it. I'm like, do I? sound like I should be like riding on a horse or something, but <laughs> like, like, but that's you. I think you say y'all all the time, but it's not really like, I don't know. Oh my I don't know. Gosh, that's the funny. whole geographic like words and phrases. It is funny. Up. It, it is, is funny that like we all live it. or I met some friends that, um, yeah. they speak English and they live like in England or something, but their version of English and our version of English are actually different. And they're like, actually we're right because we started it. I'm like, mm. so we did, we kind of played this game where we did the same thing, like different words that, you know, we used. So that good. was great. Tummy talk. Tummy talk. I think it's very informative. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life dot biz.